Welcome to the RCAP USA Roundup. Today's episode features RCAP USA's CEO, Bill Bullard, in his weekly address. Hello, I'm Bill Bullard with RCAP USA, the voice of the independent cattle producer in the United States of America. Well, our forefathers were smart. They crafted our timeless constitution to ensure that no tyrannical faction could usurp our people's government. And they did this by devising a two-house Congress and incorporating checks and balances between three branches of government. And this makes our entire governmental structure somewhat cumbersome. And that makes passing monumental industry-changing legislation very difficult. But it also makes passing misguided legislation very difficult. In fact, it's a structure designed to ensure that our government just muddles along and therefore is least likely to do great harm. But at the same time, that cumbersome structure is capable of doing great good, but only when there is some sort of upheaval followed by public outcry, which in turn is followed by a groundswell of public support. So as we look back in history at monumental legislation that fundamentally changed our U.S. cattle industry, we note that around 100 years ago, our government momentarily ceased just muddling along, and they passed monumental legislation that set an entirely new direction for our U.S. cattle industry, and most of us view that as a great good. That legislation included the Sherman Antitrust Act, the Clayton Act, and the Packers and Stockyards Act, which were all enacted within a single generation. Now, the significance of this is realized when you consider that during only one of the eight generations since the 1878 signing of our Constitution was our governmental system subjected to such profound economic upheaval and public outcry that it was incentivized to accomplish a great good by preventing monopolies from capturing control over the U.S. cattle industry. But again, that occurred 100 years ago, about three generations ago. And since that time, our industry, the public, and our government have all been sitting in the bleachers, content to watch, but not participate in the events unfolding out in the arena. Now, to be fair, history is hard to write if you're making it. But by now, everyone should recognize that our cattle industry is once again going through a major upheaval. And there has already been another public outcry. The major upheaval, of course, manifested in widespread beef shortages. And public outcry is well documented in letter after letter from all levels of government calling for investigations into the U.S. cattle industry. So all that's missing for our government to once again do a great good is a groundswell of public support. But clearly that is also beginning to happen. So today we've stepped through the gate and tomorrow, meaning for at least the next several years, we will work to set a new direction for our U.S. cattle industry. And that means we're it. We're only the second generation in eight that's been tasked with accomplishing a great good for the generations that will follow us. This is our opportunity and it's our responsibility. The new direction we set right now, as likely as not, will remain unchanged for the next 100 years. So we children of our forefathers that stood 100 years ago where we stand now are grateful that they fought back then not for minimal changes, but rather for monumental changes. They understood that what they did then would determine where you and I stand today. Like us, they were up against formidable opponents, a well-organized and well-financed beef packing industry with tentacles reaching into conventional cattle producer groups, Congress, and the administration. And like today, our forefathers' allies were difficult to identify and even more difficult to rely upon. Some were minimalists, eagerly jumping at whatever bones the muddling along government was willing to throw. But those who mattered, those who accomplished the great good 100 years ago, not only stood their ground, they charged ahead and presented a never-before-seen blueprint 
for shaping the cattle and beef industries for generations to come. They were scoffed at and ridiculed, but they persevered. And that's the only reason we have a Sherman, Clayton, and Packers and Stockyards Act today. So the 2021 version of the 100-year-old Packers and Stockyards Act blueprint has now been drafted. It's in Senate Bill 3285. It's a never-before-seen plan to fundamentally reform the U.S. cattle and beef industries. And expectedly, it's being scoffed at and ridiculed by those who prefer to catch bones rather than fight for their children's future. So right now, like it or not, we're making history by following in our forefathers' footsteps. And if we're worth our salt, we'll do an even better job than they did. It won't be easy because accomplishing a great good never is, but we must do it and we will. So my question is this, will you stand with us? And if you won't, then what do we tell our children? Please go to www.labelourbeef.com to learn more and have a productive week. Thank you and goodbye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the RCAP USA Roundup. To learn more about RCAP USA, visit our website, www.rcapusa.com. 